Welcome to At Home with Hunter. My name is Hunter. Obviously. Hey, it's Hunter. Welcome to episode number two of At Home with Hunter. Today, we're talking home decor. We are spending so much time at home these days, so why not update our spaces a little bit? Uh, make them spaces where we want to be in and not where we loathe being in there. I've got Sarah Gordon Goddard with the Goddard Collective here today to talk a little bit about home decor. Sarah Gordon, how you doing? Hi, good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the Goddard Collective. What exactly is it that you do there? Sure. So uh, I started Goddard Collective about four years ago, pretty much um, with collecting furniture. I um, bought my house about six and a half years ago, and I wanted to furnish it with um, vintage and antique pieces and also incorporate some new pieces. So I just started going to estate sales and auctions and antique shops and just collecting pieces that I thought would work well in my house. And then my house became fully decorated and I didn't want to give up going to all these fun adventures on the weekends. And so I was like, well, maybe I can make money doing this. So let's start picking pieces that I like and writing a story about them on my Instagram and um, showing people how they can be decorated in a new and updated way, how to use them in different spaces and see if I can start selling them. And so that's kind of where I um, developed Goddard Collective from, um, it's me, Sarah Gordon Goddard, collecting pieces. And so um, I pretty much did that for the past, okay, three and a half years. And then this past year, I started wanting to move or shift or add on design services. So starting, instead of just finding individual pieces for people, I wanna start, um, shifting Goddard Collective to decorating entire living spaces for people, but also incorporating vintage pieces. Um, I love it when a room has old, new, collected, inherited pieces. I just think it creates so much more character and personality to a space. And so I agree because it's not cookie cutter. You don't want it to look like every other house on the street. Exactly. Yeah. And when people come to your house, they can ask you questions about a specific piece. And if there's a story about it, that just just makes the experience all the better. So um, yeah, it started as a, you know, vintage and antique collector mission. And now I'm transitioning that to, you know, designing full spaces. So, so exciting. So I love your aesthetic. Um, where do you find a lot of these pieces? When we were house hunting and looking at furniture for the new house and stuff, I either had to spend thousands of dollars or get cheap knockoffs. Where do you find that cool retro vibe looking furniture, those best pieces? Um, estate sales and auctions are where I go. So I have uh, another job, a full-time job that takes up my time, you know, during the week. Yeah. So on the weekends, I'm starting at like 8 a.m. and going to estate sales in the Richmond area. And if I have time, I'm going to expand that and go in the outskirts or even go to Northern Virginia or Lynchburg or, or Charlottesville. I haven't really started traveling outside of the state just due to, you know, I only have the weekends to do this right yeah. now. Uh, but if I'm going on a trip to go visit friends somewhere, then I will make sure I, you know, incorporate some antique shops along the way. But um, I, yeah, I just, I just love walking into estate sales, partly to look at the architecture of homes, but also to look and see if I can find pieces that just speak to me and that I think other people might like. And um, I grab it and I put it in a storage unit. Actually, I just opened up a booth at West End Antiques Mall here in Richmond. 
that's technically my storage right now. I, I, I buy pieces and then put them in the booth. So, um, uh, yeah. And then Facebook marketplace is also with, you know, the coronavirus and all of us staying yeah. home, there have been no estate sales. So I have really been using the Facebook marketplace a lot to find pieces. I actually found a piece, um, a really beautiful, um, uh, velvet chase lounge in Virginia beach. And I got it for like $75 and I was going to resell it, um, and get it recovered. But I ended up, uh, redecorating my entire bedroom because I was inspired by that piece. <laughs> so I kept it, put it in the bedroom and I revamped my entire room, new paint, new carpet, new curtains, new decor because of this one piece that I fell so in love with. That is so awesome. I have been known to do the same. So when I got married a couple of years ago, I got this really cool napkin set. And, and so my furniture at the time didn't lend itself for this pattern. I had like this entire retro, like lime green kitchen table before. And so, and then I get this really beautiful, like pale blue and tan napkin set. So I really redid my entire kitchen just to match these napkins that I got for I, I mean, people will ask me what, when you're going into a space to design it, what do you start with? And every designer has different answers. Like some will say the paint, always the paint. Some will say, yeah. no, it's the carpet. For me, it's, the, it's, if you have a specific piece of furniture, decorate around that. And if it's got a certain color, then get inspired by the color in that and find colors that complement that. So I typically will always start with a, a specific piece and then design around that. But I know you get a different answer from every designer. So that kind of goes into my first question. So I put this out on the Instagram and I said, guys, my next podcast is going to be talking to someone that does home decor. What are your questions? And I got a lot of very interesting questions. Some I'm kind of curious about myself because maybe I have committed myself a design faux pas. So let's talk flooring. So when you are talking flooring, do you match your furniture to your flooring or not? I tend to say no because that's too matchy matchy. I, but what what say you? Is there an official ruling on this? Is that there is no official ruling? <laughs> <laughs> I um I mean this is a faux pas too. I mix um black and brown together with clothing. I do silver and gold together with jewelry. I mean I just think it depends on the 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 furniture that you have in the space and if if the different if it just accents the floor. Like there's no rule. It's more just how it how it looks. I'm more of a make sure you have different textures in the room versus um, matching like color schemes with the floor. So um, I, I, I really actually say sky's the limit with, <laughs> with how to, you know, match your furniture and, and things to the floor. I, it, you can match it, but I think that, you know, we have like the like orangey um, wood floors all throughout the house. I mean, our house is from the 70s, so there's a lot of wood paneling and the floors. But we have this like orangey, I can't stand it. I can't wait for the day where I can sand it down and start over. I don't think the orangey floor goes with anything, but whatever, we just use rugs. Yeah, I just did a pine, um, uh, we call it the parlor or the bar room. It's a room that was um, not really used at all in a space and it's all, you know, the old like 70s pine, walls yeah and um i put a and, and the floors are the similar you know 70s orangey color yeah. um i covered a lot of it with a rug 
Um, but you can still see a lot of the floor and of course the pine walls. And I just, you have to eyeball it. I put a lot of like brown furniture in there actually just because it can contribute as long as the browns like, like complement each other. Um, and yeah. I don't know how, how to give you a recipe to determine whether or not they complement. You just have to put it in there and see if it like makes you really upset or if it works. Right. I put a, I put a leather sofa in there. And you know, leather is the same color as like pine walls. So um, I just try to balance that out with other color. Because um, I guess it kind of turned into colors. a neutral. Um, all the browns in the room are the neutral and then that created a space to have at, at a nice red rug and some actually black and white striped chairs. I would love for you oh, guys wow. to see this room because it probably sounds a little you know, out there from talking about it, but everything really came together and I used a lot of brown. Okay, next question. Uh, big, large, empty walls. Do you put giant things on it or do you put some giant things and some little things or do you put just a whole bunch of little things on it? What do you do with a large, empty wall? Again, both. So I'm a big fan of gallery walls. I mm -hmm. um, absolutely love them. But I think that if you're going to use a gallery wall, which is when you know you have tons of smaller pictures, just different sizes arranged in a certain way on a wall, I think a gallery wall should be able to, you should be able to stand right up to it and look at it. But the purpose of a gallery wall is to, you know, look at the different. Right. To be able to see that it. You're capturing. So you need to be able to yeah. stand in front of it. So I don't love the idea of a gallery wall, like in front of a sofa uh, or behind a sofa because you can't like stand right up on it. I love gallery walls. Like on a, usually with stairs, you have a right. big empty space of wall. I think it's a great space for that. Um, but to Typically in a like living room um, or a dining room, I, I like bigger art or or stacked art or two rectangular pieces side by side. But I usually go bigger in rooms that um, that you're not really staring at the wall. Okay, so that kind of turns into a personal question. So in our family room, we have a fireplace. It's probably uh, 16 feet wide. It is massive. It was hideous when we first moved in. It was brick and so I painted it white because my husband wouldn't let me just remove it. Also, I feel like that's probably really expensive. So, so we just painted it. And we have a mantle that's literally 16 feet across. So, I have this really cool surfboard that hangs over top. Um and I'm finding that as I pick put things up there, it looks like really junky. So I've been looking into like stacking things, um, getting something really large, like maybe a mirror or something and putting things in front of it. Is that a way to combat this space? Because it's literally just a huge, big, giant junk hole right now. I really think less is more. So I, over a mantle, I like to see one, like one focal point. So I actually, love the idea of just the surfboard like is it big enough where i know surfboards aren't 16 feet long but is it big enough where it looks good with just the surfboard or does it look too empty it looks too empty the surfboard is maybe five six feet or something i don't know maybe five feet i don't really know how big like a surfboard's supposed to be but it's it's a real surfboard i bought it at a antique store and like spray painted it so it looks really cool but it is definitely just a regular surfboard up there. I would say find bigger pieces, like three big rectangular pieces of art to just go side by side up there. Or okay. um, 
because you need that weight to balance out the weight of the fireplace. So choosing yeah. little things up there doesn't balance out the weight of the fireplace. So no, it makes it say, like kind of big piece of art or yeah. you know get like two or three in the big big size pieces of art that you can stack or, or put side by side. Um, yeah. I think that would help with the space. And people have the tendency to um, just keep putting more small things up in spaces to to make it like look completed, but it actually doesn't accomplish that really. Um, I think collections should be uh, in a more specific place. Yeah. It looks kind of like my grandma's house where she would just like keep putting crap up on there. And that's not really the look I'm going for right now. Okay. I will be on the lookout for some bigger pieces. All right. Next question. And my husband and I debated this for like months like two months before we made a decision during quarantine. So in this same room, this room is huge. It's like 400 square feet, right? So I decided to paint an accent wall like navy blue because the rest of the room is very like pale and light. And I wanted something that was totally different and like bright in your face. Um, so then I decided I wanted to get a rug. So I, so I told him I wanted a round rug in the square room. And he says, you don't put a round rug in the square room. And I said, I want a round rug in the square room. So we got a round rug in the square room. And he thinks it's absolutely ridiculous. And I Googled this and I couldn't find any information or if the, I did find information, it did not agree with me. So I kind of like it. But is there like a, a official like thing? Can you not put a round rug in a square room? He made. I love layering rugs. I think you ah, could potentially yeah. put a rectangular rug underneath of it. And then that would that would define the space. And then move your circular rug to like a, a section of it to just make it a cool, a cool um, accent area or vignette for a certain space. So I love layering rugs. Usually I like to layer the jute underneath of a more colorful rug, but I don't see why you can't find a rectangular rug that would complement the jute rug and um, make that that rectangular rug the, you know, the the the, the rug that defines the space. Okay. But then use your circular rug to like be under half of your sofa and uncovering and in, in, in under an armchair over to a side or something like that. I like that. I hadn't thought about doing two, but I like that idea because I think it adds. I like things that look different. Like I don't want anyone to ever walk into my house and think, oh, that's super predictable or whatever. So I really like that idea of doing two things. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see how it how it ends up. But yeah, I'm all for layering rugs and don't think you just have to have one rug in a room. You can you if you have a sofa and then over here you've got some armchairs and over here you've got a love seat, make them two like tie them all together with one big rug, but then make them two different experiences with different like a hide rug over here and a circular rug over there. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Okay. Pillows. Is there a thing is too many? I feel like this probably causes a lot of relationship issues, but is there a thing of too many? Yeah. So you're probably learning a common theme with me is less is more, but I know pillows are a personal preference. People love lots of pillows. I don't like sitting on a sofa or a bed that has a ton of, well, a bed, it doesn't matter. Um, but with on a sofa, I don't like sitting on a sofa, on a sofa that has a ton of pillows. You want to be able to lean back. I like having like two or three pillows, depending on the size of the sofa for color. Okay. I really think pillows can be used to tie a space together and introduce um, some more risky colors if you want to do that. 
Um, and then with bedding, like I just don't like taking them off every day and putting them back on. So I just think it's more inconvenient. Um, but I definitely know that's a personal preference. I, I know plenty of people that use like 10 pillows on. Like I, when it's, when it's time to go to bed, I don't want to have to spend 10 minutes like taking my bed apart and I don't make my bed anyways. So there's that. Number one thing I keep in mind is comfort with design. You want it to be functional and you want to look pretty, but I personally don't like lots of pillows. So I'm not going to decorate with pillows. I like that. Um, okay. Here is a listener question and an open floor plan. So let's say you have like the kitchen and the family room and the dining room. If you were going to paint part of it, where do you stop that? Like, where do you just do like some accents or do you do it all the way across the space? Do you pick one color to what do you, what exactly do you do there? I typically would use one color in an open floor plan um, just because there is no area really where it makes sense to cut it off and do a different color. Um, I think that just eases the eye and the space with having the walls be the same color. I think you can make the space feel like it has different sections by the way you decorate it and by uses use of rugs in the space. Um, But I, my whole entire house is all one color. So I, I, I like having just a neutral um, backdrop where I can, you know, have the complete freedom to decorate however I want and throw in fun pieces with lots of color. And I feel like if you, um, it limits what you can do with the decor if you do too much on the walls in terms of color. I agree. And that kind of brings us to our next question because I have totally done this accent walls. So I find colors that I really like. And then I'm like, I'm going to paint one wall this color because I really like that color. And I don't want to paint the whole room that color. But our accent walls, our accent walls played out. I I say if you like a color, paint the whole room that color. I just, I, I'm not a huge accent wall fan. If you're going to do an accent wall, I like the use of wallpaper actually. Um, instead I've of- been seeing some really cool wallpaper. Like wall pops has some really cool wallpaper. Like I'm all about this new wallpaper, the 2020 wallpaper. It's great. Wallpaper is back and it's really way easier to put it up and take down now. So it's not a nightmare anymore, but I, I just, I like uh, rooms to feel cohesive. And so I usually like the whole room to be painted a color. And I say, just give it a try. It's just paint Do the whole room in that color. And if you really hate it, then, then just repaint it, but commit commit to that color and just do the whole in this space. room that I'm sitting in. So if you're listening to this, you won't get this, but I have this wooden thing that I created during quarantine. It's on my Instagram, Instagram. I would consider it a Pinterest success. I really like it. But then this wall over here is literally lime green because I really liked this color and I really want to paint the whole room this color. My husband's like, eh. No, (laughs) he was like, it's so bright. This room gets so much light. And he's like, can you imagine everything is just going to glow lime green in here? So that was a bit of a compromise. You have to make a compromise. I think I could paint the whole entire room and it would have been fine. But compromise is key to a happy marriage. It's all about compromise. It's all about, at the end of the day, if you like it. If it makes you happy, that is the rule. I mean, I that's what I say. Okay. I like that. Um, Here is another listener question. 
Coffee tables are for junk. Yes or no? Coffee tables are not for junk. Coffee tables, less is more, again, are are for, you know, coffee, your feet, for books, for putting food down when you're hosting people. I think like every Um, coffee table I've ever owned, it just ends up being covered with crap on it. So when we moved, we were, we just decided no coffee tables. We have like ottomans and poofs or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I like those too, because you can move them around depending on where you're sitting. Um, I love ottomans actually, but, um, you can uh, get coffee tables with storage too, with drawers. And so if you do tend to let things, you know, accumulate, you can get a coffee table that has storage or an ottoman, use an ottoman as a coffee table that has, um, you can lift up the top and put things in it and things like that. I, I think I, again, a room and how you design it, approach how you approach the design has to do with how you're going to use the space. I host a lot. I have tons of dinner parties and I need um, tables to put yeah, things in. That's why I say I need a coffee table and I tend, tend to decorate with the coffee tables. But um, again, if you don't use it like that and poofs are better, then by all means. <laughs> all right, here's the question. And this one is more for me. Have you ever done a project where someone's painted the like kitchen cabinets? I have not done that yet. Um, what's your question like about that? Well, because I'm thinking about actually doing it, like just painting the kitchen island. Our count, our cabinets are brand new. They renovated like right before we moved in. But it's like the plain white shaker cabinets. And it looks like it looks fine. But I really wanted to make like the island like something different, something exciting. It's just too bland. And I, I'm just not a like my island made out of or like it, what color is it? So they're like white, regular, just white shaker cabinets. And then the countertop is granite and it's like this dark, like black, gray, white, like speckly looking things. And it, don't get me wrong, like it looks fine, but it just looks like somebody said, oh, hey, I want to renovate a kitchen. And they went to Home Depot and like bought like the renovated kitchen, like on the floor of the Home Depot. We'll add some paint for sure. That's what I'm thinking, like painting the island some like really rad color that's not like black or white. I think it's awesome. I don't think you have to match your cabinets um, to it. I mean, just eyeball it and see. But I think your your island can be your statement piece. It can be where you want people to focus their attention. And so just do something, you know, big with that and then see if you feel like your cabinets also need to be painted after you do it. But- That's what I'm thinking. And I'm glad you agree with me so that I can show this clip to my husband so I can tell him that you agreed with me and it's okay to paint the cabinets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go for it. I love that. Okay. One final question. And this has to do with the attic space that I'm currently renovating. So when I went up there originally, there are these wide planked um, boards that were, I guess, part of the original like house. So these planks are like 60 years old at this point. Wait, no, 80, 80 years old. I'm not very good at math. So 80 years old at this point, And I want to use them. There's not enough to do like the entire floor. So but I want to do something like really creative with them. Is doing like a panel or a wall. I hate shiplap, so I don't know that I want to do that, but doing some kind of like feature wall or do it on the ceiling or what, what do you think optically, spatially, um, 
would work in that kind of space? With like, um, I actually saw a picture yesterday that I loved. Ceilings were pretty tall though. So are your ceilings angled or are they, is it regular, like normal? They're angled and they peak at like 12 or 14 feet. But the finished ceiling is going to be like flat and it's going to be probably eight okay. feet. Um, so I saw a cool design yesterday where there were wood planks on a ceiling and they were just kind of staggered. It was a cool little modern design. Like they weren't just put up there even and flush. It was, um, I'll have to send you the picture, but I think tr try to do something with the ceiling maybe if you can. Um, <laughs> uh, or, or on a wall that you look straight at. I don't know if anything should happen on the angled parts of the wall, but um, any um, like sidewall that's not angled or uh, just, just cut, like draw out a cool design like with staggered wood and then see if that would look good on your ceiling. Um, I'll send you the picture though. It's kind of hard to describe. Yeah, send me that because I have this, I really just want to use it. I feel like it kind of brings it back to, you know, I'm creating this brand new space in this house and this house has been here for 80 years or whatever. And I'm creating this brand new space, but I want it to still have like reminders of like, what it was and the age of the house because i think that's really cool like i love we have all of the uh floor boards floor what is that called floorboards no that's not right that's in the car baseboards <laughs> i'm still on my second cup of coffee so all of our baseboards are like really the deep big baseboards and and they look really cool and it's like this old i, I love the, all the old parts of this house and i just want to keep it that would be cool. Yeah. And so the picture I saw yesterday, it had the wood on the ceiling kind of staggered and, and just cool design, but it was also hanging from the ceiling a little bit. So there was some space. It, it was kind of like a sculpture on the ceiling is what they made it into. And That's like an art piece. It was so cool. Um, but it was, it was a brewery though. And you know, it was like a warehouse, really tall ceiling. So yeah. um, I'd have to see your space to see like how it would look in yours, but that just came to my mind because I just saw it yesterday and I really liked it. Well, that sounds really cool. Make sure you send that to me. Uh, Sarah Gordon, I really appreciate your time here today. If the people want to reach you, where do they go? So on Instagram, I can be found at Goddard Collective. And then I have a website, goddardcollective.com. So I enjoyed being on here, Hunter. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And for all my listeners, thank you for tuning in to episode two of At Home with Hunter. More episodes coming up soon. In fact, we're going to have a special episode next week. You're not going to want to miss this. We're going to be talking how to set up your home uh, to homeschool your kids. I know it's not the super glamorous topic, uh, but it's something that we need right now. So we are talking that next week. And uh, make sure you subscribe and do all of the podcasting things Uh like us on Facebook and Instagram at She is Hunter, and we'll see you soon.